The Kings get their first win of the season in a wild one against the Wild, with Kevin Fiala having a big game against his old team. The Kings look to make it two in a row tonight in Hockey Town. We'll preview the Kings against the Wings coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were around 760 subscribers. Uh, thank you so much for getting us on our goal of making it to 800 by the end of October. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. And for the past 16 years or so, I've been a co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show, putting out content, like I said, for about the past 16 years. Also a very passionate LA Kings fan for the last 30 years. So the Kings hit the road when we last left you for a nine-day, five-team road trip, which began this past Saturday in Minnesota. We're going to look back at that game right now. We've also got a preview of tonight's game in Detroit. But we'll start by looking at the lineup that the Kings put out there against Minnesota and a pretty usual lineup. Of course, the top line, Andre Kopitar, Kevin Fiala, and Adrian Kempe. Certainly more on Kempe and Fiala coming up. Second line of Philip Deneau, uh, Trevor Moore, and Victor Arvidsson. We have the third line of Quentin Byfield, Alex Iafalo, and Gabe Velarde. And the fourth line of Blake Lazat, Brendan Lemieux, and Arthur Kaliev. The defensive pairs in this game were Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, Sean Dursey, and... Um, we had Alex Edler and Brant Clark as a uh, pair as well. And Cal Peterson was in net for his first start of the year. Uh, so some thoughts on the lineup real quick. Uh, obviously very good to see Victor Arvidsson back in the lineup from illness that caused him to miss the game against Seattle. So good to have him on that uh, back on that second line again. Uh, Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line doesn't feel right. But then again, who are you going to move down on that right side you're not going to do it to Adrian Kempe. You're not going to do it to Victor Arvidsson. And because of the way he's playing right now, you're not going to do it to Gabe Velarde. So for now, it just has to be, I think, Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line. Sean Dursey back in the lineup for the first time since making that big mistake in the final moments against Vegas, in which, of course, they let that one slip away in the opener. And Cal Peterson making his first start in net uh, this season. So as far as what to look for going into this game after the two home losses to start the season, uh, well, obviously we wanted to see a win. I mean, that was the number one thing by any means necessary. Uh, but three things I thought were pretty basic for the Kings in this game. Get off to a good start, play smart, and play more as a team. Well, the Kings sure got off to a good start in this one. Goals from Adrian Kempe, Gabe Velarde, and Drew Doughty gave LA a 3-0 lead in the first period. But if you remember the last time the Kings played in Minnesota, they jumped out to a 3-0 lead against the Wild and then allowed the next six goals in losing that game late last season. This one looked like it might be a similar script. As I mentioned, the Kings got off to that 3-0 lead. Everything looked great. But then Minnesota would score the next two goals to make it 4-2. Alex Iafalo, though, would close out the scoring in that first period. So it was 4-2 Kings 
after the first period. Second period, the two teams would trade goals. Kevin Fiala and Matt Roy would score for L.A. Uh, it was 6-4 after two, so you're feeling a little bit better about it. But in the third period, Minnesota would score twice to tie it up at 6-6. Adrian Kempe, though, closed out the scoring with his second goal of the game, and the Kings recorded their first win of the season, 7-6. Am I thrilled the Kings won? Yes, I am thrilled the Kings won. Finally got that first win of the season. Was that a fun game to watch? Well, for me, it wasn't. I don't know about for you. Um, if I was an impartial observer, if I had, didn't have a rooting interest, maybe that would have been a fun game to watch. But uh, I was completely stressed watching that entire game, especially when we got out to the 3 nothing lead and then allowed the next two goals. And then when it was 6-6, you know, you're just feeling like, I can't believe that we may lose this game. Fortunately, it didn't come to that. Fortunately, Adrian Kempe came up big with a late goal, and to their credit, the Kings were able to find a way to win this game, but that was a tough watch uh, for me. I don't know about for you, but man, um, they do not make it uh, easy on us, at least not yet. Um, So, okay, some takeaways from the game. Let's start off with the good. We try and stay positive here, and you have to start with Kevin Fiala. Uh, Maybe he was extra motivated to face his old team in the first game back in Minnesota against obviously the team that traded him this off season. Uh, it is not hard to think that it didn't play some sort of role, um, but Fiala was great scoring the first goal as a King um, finished with a three point game with a pair of assists as well. His uh, first goal as a King was a beautiful shot into the upper right corner of the net on a power play, kind of a bit of a broken play. Um, there was a pass that didn't connect the loose puck went to Adrian Kempe who passed it over to Fiala and the goaltender was moving, but still the shot placed up in the corner was was fantastic. Um, he also had the primary assist on Adrian Kepe's first goal, which was a really nice cross-ice pass. Um, that was his first point as a king. And then he had a secondary assist on Drew Doughty's power play goal. Fiala's puck possession was very good, uh, did a great job of holding on to the puck, especially in the wild zone and setting up his teammates to get into the attacking zone and then letting them get uh, set up and move the puck around. Um, when he wasn't shooting, um, you know, I said Kevin Fiala and I, I, I was kind of, I don't know if I was too hard on him, but I was, I guess, hard on him for the penalty he took in the season opener. And, but I did say that I think we're going to see a lot more good than bad from Kevin Fiala. So uh, we certainly saw a lot of good in this game. And uh, this is the type of Kevin Fiala we need to see and hope to see for most of the season. Um, obviously his best game is an LA King, but I think this is a great example of what the good Kevin Fiala looks like a guy who's very creative, who is very effective, has a great shot, can skate and protect the puck, move around. I thought a really, really solid game for Kevin Fiala. Hopefully it wasn't just, uh, you know, a good game against his old team, although he is playing another old team coming up uh, in, in, in tomorrow. Um, so maybe he'll have another good game against one of his old teams, but anyway, great game for Kevin Fiala. Uh, great to see for the LA Kings. Uh, what else was good? Uh, well, obviously, a lot of players contributed to this win. Uh, seven Kings players had multiple point games. The top line saw Adrian Kempe get his first, get the first and last goals of this game. The third line saw Gabe Velarde and Alex Ayafalo score goals. We had a pair of goals from defensemen and Drew Doughty and Matt Roy. And the Kings added two power play goals as well on special teams. So what was bad? 
Well, obviously you give up six goals and it's hard to say that the defense wasn't bad. Uh, a couple of cases in particular, uh, Marcus Foligno, who's a big, strong guy for Minnesota, got inside position on Andre Kopitar to score a goal in close. Very rare to see Andre give up position um, and get kind of out-muscled in front of the net, but that did happen on that play. Um, Sean Dursey um, on, on the penalty kill wasn't able to cover the back door on a tap-in, um, and you know we, he would certainly like to cover that. It's, it's difficult when you're down a man and you're playing defense and you have to cover some different sides of the net, but you know, you, you've got to, if you're going to cover anything, cover that back door because the wild were able to get a tap in goal uh, on that one. The penalty kill was not good enough. Uh, Minnesota scored three power play goals. And uh, I don't know what the faceoff percentage was when the Kings were down a man and in their own zone, but it seemed like they lost just about every, it wasn't all of them, obviously, but it was a lot of them. A lot of the penalties, or excuse me, a lot of the faceoffs in their own zone when they were down a man, it seemed like the Wild would win that faceoff and set that power play up almost immediately. And that really makes it tough on a penalty kill to uh, to get any kind of momentum going, to get a clear, to get a line change. Guys stay out there longer than they want to, and that's just a, a recipe for uh, for failure when you do that. Uh, Cal Peterson is still not where he needs to be. Um, this was his first start of the season. He did see a pretty high number of shots, 35 shots on goal, uh, but he did have a couple of misplays in this one. Uh, Matt Zuccarello scored to make it 6-5 on the power play, but it was a pretty routine wrist shot from distance. Um, Peterson was screened on the release, so he didn't get to pick up the puck immediately, but there really wasn't a screen in front of him. Um, just a little bit late to react. That was a tough one, but again, when it's a wrist shot from distance like that, those you need to stop more often than not. And then on the tying goal that made it 6-6, Cal went behind the net to play the puck. He didn't get it cleanly. It kind of got away from him. And then in a scramble to get back in front of the net, he and Drew Doughty collided. And then it was just a mad scramble in front of the net. Uh, I think all five kings on the ice, including the goaltender, were in the crease at one point where it was just a loose puck and the Wild were in there poking away and hacking away at it and were able to get it in the net. Um, so Cal's still struggling a little bit to find his game, but again, it was his first start of the season and he was, you know, coming off a bit of an injury in the preseason, but he needs to be better. I think that's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, we're going to have some final thoughts on the Kings first win of the season, but first the numbers don't lie in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home. You don't have to earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters to protect you with cutting edge uh, security technology. It's powered 24 7 by professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door with hazard sensors that instantly detect fire, flood, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com locked NHL and get 25% off your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com. That's S I M P L I S A F E.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so uh, first off, as far as the first win of the year uh, and what we feel about it, uh, first and foremost, it's a win. And uh, I, I can guarantee you this, I would much rather win 7-6 
then lose 7-6. That is brutal to uh, to score uh, six goals and lose on home ice. So uh, while it wasn't exactly what we're looking for from the Kings, and I'm sure the players and Todd McClellan, the head coach, will tell you the exact same thing, and they, and they did allude to that after the game. This is a bottom-line business, and uh, however you can get it, you need to get it. And the Kings, after going 0-2 to start the season, needed a win, and they got a win, and that's all that matters. But that said, clearly, the Kings aren't going to win many games where they allow six goals, and I doubt they're going to have many games where they're going to score seven goals. So they still have some things, obviously, to clean up. Good news is that the mental errors and the bad decisions uh, and the bad line changes, for the most part, were cleaned up from the first couple of games of the season. However, taking seven penalties is way too many, and uh, you do not want to be shorthanded six times in a game, which is what the Kings were in this one. So there is still some work to be done, obviously, uh, for the LA Kings. I said before the season that I, that I thought the Kings' top line of Kopitar, Kempe, and Fiala needed to lead this team and, and clearly lead this team. You know, last year we had the issue where it was kind of the the top line and the second line were kind of 1A, 1B. And, and more often than not, you could have said the second line was really the first line, so to speak. And I, I said, you know, with Kevin Fiala on that line now, with the year that uh, Adrian Kempe had and, and Andre Kopitar being such an all-around good player, that line needs to be the Kings' top line pretty much night in and night out. Um, and I thought that they absolutely were in this game. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and hopefully that continues a lot more this season. Um, we had uh, Adrian Kempe. Uh, well, they all had three points. Adrian Kempe, Andre Kopitar, and Kempe all, all had three points in the game. So that was awesome. Um, Kopitar with three assists. And I did want to mention that with those three assists for Kopi, he passed Dave Taylor and is now uh, all alone in third place on the Kings' all-time scoring list. Kopi now has 1,071 points. He is 84 behind Luke Robitaille for second on the all-time Kings scoring list and still 236 points behind Marcel Dion to be the number one point scorer in the history of the LA Kings. So hopefully Kopi uh, can, uh, I don't know if he's going to catch uh, Luke this season. That would that would be a hell of a year for him. That um, would be great though if he did, um, but uh, he might get close. He could get close to it with, have, with having a couple of snipers on his wings. Eh. Probably not, but but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, also, Brant Clark continues to look pretty good. Um, he is still looking for his first NHL point. Um, he has played in two of the seven games, total of nine that he can play at the NHL level before the Kings have to decide if they're going to keep him for the entire season or send him back to his junior team. And I had a thought that as much as I like Brant Clark, I do wonder if the team might be better off with a more defensive defenseman like a Tobias Bjornfoot in the lineup. Um, Clark's offensive abilities are attractive, um, but the Kings seem to have enough offense to win games at this point. They need to be more responsible defensively. So I wonder, and, and again, going into the season, you know, goal scoring last year was an issue. And even though, Kevin Fiala was being added and you thought the younger guys were going to step up. Um, you know, the way Gabe Velarde has really stepped up so far uh, and the way things are going, maybe the Kings need to, and there's still time, but maybe the Kings need to consider um, that option. But like I said, um, there's, there's nine total games for Brant Clark to be able to play at the NHL level. He's played two so far. So there's seven more to go before the, before the Kings have to make a decision. But again, a thought that maybe early on the Kings 
don't really need as much from the blue line as we thought because the the forwards seem to be doing so well at scoring goals. Um, and maybe we need to be a little bit more defensive on, on the back end. Just a thought. We'll see how it goes going forward. Um, I also think we need to see more out of Cal Peterson. I, I certainly alluded to this already because we know at some point he is going to have to assume a bit of a larger role in net. Um, right now, I don't think he's shown that he's ready to be that 1A, 1B type of situation. I think it is clearly Jonathan Quick is the number one goalie, and clearly he's the number two goalie. But as we say going forward, because of Quick's age, because you don't want him, if he is in fact going to be the number one, which it looks like it's going to be, he can't carry the majority of the load. Um, so again, Cal needs to be a bigger a part of this plan going forward, but he's not there at this point. So hopefully uh, he can continue to get better as the season, season goes on and can and then can then carry a little bit more of the load um, on Jonathan Quick to, to where maybe they get at some point where they're actually alternating starts uh, going down the stretch. So the Kings get their first win of the season and they are back on the ice today in Detroit. We'll have a preview of the matchup in just a second. But first, I want to invite you to check out Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. It's available on Audacity's app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the LA Kings are in Detroit for the first of back-to-back games. Uh, they're in Detroit tonight. They are in Nashville tomorrow. Again, it's a nine-day road trip against five teams. I mentioned uh, last week that four of the five teams that they were playing made the playoffs a year ago. The one team that didn't is the team they're playing tonight, and that is Detroit. However, uh, the Red Wings uh, really uh, upgraded their roster this offseason, and they are off to a 2-0 start to the season so far, albeit their two wins came against two teams that are thought to be um, teams that are not going to be very good this year, and that's the Montreal Canadiens and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, but uh, Detroit's GM Steve Eiserman went out and added some key players this offseason, like new goaltender Ville Husso from St. Louis. They added forward David Perron from the Blues. He's been a guy who's been a thorn in the side of the Kings, regardless of different teams that he's played on. Uh, they picked up Andrew Kopp from the Rangers, former Kings draft pick Dominic Kubalik from the Blackhawks, and defenseman Ben Sherratt from the Senators. Um, they will join last year's Rookie of the Year, uh, defenseman Moritz Seider, and also another rising young star in Mason Raymond. They also have some veteran guys you may have heard of from Detroit uh, seasons past, Dylan Larkin, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, and also former King defenseman Oli Mata um, joined the Detroit Red Wings this offseason. Um, so that is some of the lineup that the Kings are going to be facing. Again, it's a much improved roster for the Detroit Red Wings, and they're off to a 2-0 start. So even though they were not good a year ago, it looks like they're going to be a better team this year, so it could be a tough test for the Kings coming up tonight in Detroit. You would assume that Jonathan Quick will get the start tonight and because Cal Peterson just started the other night, and they're playing the next night in Nashville, so uh, very unlikely we're going to see Jonathan Quick on back-to-back nights. So we'll see if it's going to be Quick or Peterson tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to, like I said, back-to-back games coming up. You would certainly think the goaltenders are going to be alternating, likely Quick tonight and probably Peterson coming up tomorrow in Nashville. I did want to update you on the Ontario Reign, who were off to a one-on-one start to their season. They won their season opener on Friday, 8-2 to over the Abbotsford Canucks. 
New uh, Reign Captain TJ Tynan had a goal and three assists. Uh, defenseman Jordan Spence also three assists in that game. And Marco Sturm, the former LA Kings assistant, now the head coach of the Reign, picks up the victory in his Reign head coaching debut. The team did lose on Sunday to the Bakersfield Condors 3-2. to two. Samuel Fogimo had both Reign goals in a losing effort. So again, the Ontario Reign off to a 1-1 one one start to the young season. And we will keep you updated on the Reign as we go along. Uh, we have time for an email, and I love to get feedback and or questions from Kings fans, wherever they may be. Uh, and I met uh, listener Rich the other day at the Kings season opener. He literally lives two blocks away from me. But it's always interesting to hear from someone who is in an unexpected place, like this email that we got. And this comes from Jason, and he is in Bali, which is an island in Indonesia. It's uh, northwest of Australia. So... Uh, you never know where you're going to find a Kings fan, but uh, his email says, first of all, I'd like to thank you for doing an amazing job with the show. I look forward to each new episode. Having Jim Fox on was incredible. Keep up the good work. All right. I will do my best, Jason. Uh, he continues. I am one of many Americans scattered across the planet living in Bali, Indonesia. For the last six or eight years, the NHL has put out a good product for making games available for us on Apple TV and other devices. The last two years, it has gone downhill, and now they have put out a service called NHL.TV, which replaces what worked great for years, which um, for the first three games has been unbearable. Streams quit mid-game, no pre- or post-game or intermission broadcast, just a blank screen. The game literally just stopped with an error message with two minutes to go against Vegas. Yeah, we lost because of Jersey, but I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, I'm wondering if you have any way of getting in touch with the NHL as every channel I have tried uh, has not answered or paid attention to. They're charging $120 for a subscription, which after two years of not working due to COVID is pretty steep for me, but I'm a lifelong Kings fan, so I pay the price. If you have any ideas on how I can get in touch with someone who actually cares about us overseas fans that are being forced to pay for such horrible service, I would be grateful. I have tried um, all their customer service avenues to no avail. I've been leading the charge on Twitter, blasting them, as well as the NHL and tagging even the NHLPA, nothing. I know it's a long shot, but if you have any ideas, it would be welcomed. And again, that was Jason, the Kings fan in Bali, Indonesia. Uh, Jason, thanks for the email, and um, I'm not sure if I can help you or not, but I'm willing to give it a try. Um, I do. I, I always mention um, this in, in the open when I kind of introduce myself. I've been the co-host of a show called The Puck Podcast for over 16 years. And we have actually a pretty strong international following. We have a lot of listeners in Australia, which is not too far from you, um, and a lot of listeners in England um, and other places in between. So I'm going to reach out to them uh, and see if they have any ideas. And I'll also obviously float the idea here um, on this show. Um, I know we have John in Tokyo who listens, um, and he's an overseas Kings fan. Uh, maybe he has some um, better options for you perhaps, or maybe, um, some better answers. I'm not sure about that, but, uh, if anybody is an international listener, uh, and, and is a Kings fan and has any thoughts on how we can help out Jason in Bali, Indonesia, uh, you can email me, uh, Eddie, or excuse me, locked on Eddie at gmail.com E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. And, and, uh, Jason, we'll see what we can do to help out, but, uh, awesome to hear from a Kings fan in Bali. Indonesia and uh, that that I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing that you were watching the season opener and it just died before the uh, 
before the uh, incident there with Sean Jersey at the end of the game. But yeah, I'm I'm don't I'm I'm kidding, but I'm sure that would have been very very frustrating in a tie game, and suddenly the the feed goes out, and then you find out later that that they lost the game in regulation. So we'll see what we can do to help you out, Jason. Thank you for the email. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to recap tonight's game against the Red Wings and preview Tuesday's game against Nashville. And again, if you want to send me an email one more time, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Also, uh, we are on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings, and there's an Instagram page too if you're interested in that, and it is at LockedOnLAKings. Thanks for making LockedOnLAKings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. That is Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So happy the LA Kings were able to get that first win of the season. I am so glad I didn't have to do this show and talk to you about the LA Kings being 0-3. Things feel a lot better uh, since they got a win, but still a lot of work to be done and still a big road trip uh, to finish up. Got Detroit tonight and then Nashville tomorrow. A couple of big games. Hopefully we'll be talking about a couple more wins on uh, tomorrow's show. Thanks for joining me for Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. We'll uh, always close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go.